0: Hey, BA fam, I don't even know what to say exactly and how to prepare you guys for today's show. Other than that, I am so freaking happy to see this woman's face again. It has been such a long time, and I know that y'all have been... Keeping Tiffany and your thoughts and prayers and praying for her and sending all the DMs and sending all the BA fam love her way. And we have been patient and given Tiff all the time that she needed to heal and to be ready to come back. And I just want to say Tiff, like, I'm so grateful to have you back. And it feels very surreal to have you back, but I'm so ready to, to be back to Brown Ambition as we envisioned it, which was the two of us, you know, bouncing off one another and welcome back.
1: Well, I say back-ish. Back-ish. <laughs> to my life. Um, yeah. Thanks, honestly. It feels, I guess, a little nerve wracking and good to be, because, well, I just want to be fully transparent. I'm, I'm still resetting what it looks like, what the new back. It's like, you know, brown is new black or orange is new black, whatever that show was. It's like back is the new back, you know? I don't know what that looks like uh, for me yet. You know, one of the things I, I'm sure a lot, who knows, you know, you might not, for those of you listening, might not know my husband passed away about five months ago. And so I took, obviously, time away. Um, I'm fortunate in that I have created a business or several businesses in life for myself where I don't have to work anymore. The truth is, I could have been stopped working a long time ago, but workaholics don't know how to not stop working. But, you know, now I'm really conscious that you know i don't have to work anymore and if there is a a silver lining it's like oh the things i've been teaching y'all through the budgetista like it's i mean i knew that it wasn't just rhetoric but like when life really got real i got to see like oh this is really life changing information because you know it put me be in a position that i don't have to work and not because of insurance money whatever i don't have to work because of the work i did prior period so i really got to sit back and ask myself what did I want life to look like? I'm still figuring that out moving forward because a lot of what I was doing before was a lot of just autopilot. You know, you work because you work because you work. Bigger, and bigger, bigger, more, more, more. Um, and not even so much for the money, truthfully, because, you know, I'm always wearing my Target's best. Literally, this T-shirt is from Target and that's on my jeans. And I'm sure even my bra, I believe, is from Target. <laughs> like, I, so it's not that. It was more so that, like, I had this mentality, like if I can get a B, can I get an A? If I can get an A, can I get an A plus? If I can get an A plus, can I get an A plus plus? And I thought that that's how life was supposed to progress. But um death is really clarifying, and you know, I have a new sense of yeah, I don't care anymore. Now meaning like I don't care about collecting the things along the way that show me that I'm doing better. That like how I am when I was a preschool teacher to budding business Tiffany to now mogul Tiffany is each one of those stages was enough if I decided so. That I can, you know, I I don't need to to quantify my worth by adding things to it. And so I'm getting, you know, I'm still seeking clarity about what does that look like? I am partially retired because I know it's like, I went live on IG and I told everybody I was backish and like the floodgates open, but it's a new Tiffany. So the boundaries are here. And I'm just like, yeah, no. I'm not doing that, I'm not doing this, I don't wanna do this. And even with the podcast, I told myself like, I, I'm giving myself permission to decide while I do it. Because Mandy and I, you know, you know, she's been such an amazing friend. You know, we spoke, obviously, you know, I mean, we ha- haven't been here, but Mandy has been there for me. Um, and we talked a lot. And my knee jerk is let, like, oh, I gotta come back to Brandon Ambition because I miss Mandy. And I'm like, well, missing Mandy and Brandon Ambition are two different things, you know? And so I'm giving myself permission to say, you know, see how like, see how you feel, you know, because I knew. So I went to Bali for like um, almost two months just to like get space away and clarity. Um, And I came back maybe like uh, less than a month ago, a few weeks ago, um, and I got to write down the things that I did not miss and the things that I did miss, and there were things that kind of fell in between and one of the things i knew that i miss, i said brown ambition but i realized what i was saying is i miss mandy i miss talking to my friend every week and i want to see if if that's tied to this i mean i'm still seeing i want to give myself permission but also i want to give transparency for y'all when it comes to that i don't know you know how i feel after taping if i'm like okay this is too much or if i'm like oh yeah i really miss doing this because i don't want to give false yeses which I've been doing like and so many women we do this like your whole life it's like sure I do it it's not that big of a deal i want i want to please i want to make sure that people are not angry or upset or everybody everybody in my life got to get what they needed except for me and i'm just not willing to do that anymore especially now because you know the the lessons that i've learned is like well what is the point and the purpose if you don't also get looked after you know, if you give away all of that to everyone else and I'm just not willing to do that um, anymore. But yeah, it's been, I mean, I don't know that you ever heal from like a great loss, but I do know, like I'm grateful I have an amazing therapist. If y'all have been BA listeners for a while, you've heard me talk about, talk about Dr. Green, my coach. And she was an amazing coach. She, I needed, I had felt I needed a therapist like some years ago, but I couldn't find a good one. So someone suggested a coach to me my name is dr. Green she's a sister I love her and so she so she was like okay I can I can coach you although she's like I said a therapist um, because she didn't have her license in New Jersey but then by God's grace honestly um, I reached out to her when I was really like in the depths of despair and I was like I just you know can you suggest a therapist to me and she was like just a week ago because of quarantine the pandemic or whatever that um, I guess at a federal level they have given therapists like passes to other states and you can apply for them and she had applied and gotten her therapy pass basically for new jersey so she could actually be my therapist and i could have wept with joy and so i you know so this person who's gotten to know and grow with me the last few years you know she has really helped tremendously through this really like difficult and trying time it's just it feels surreal. Like, if you guys are listening, you know, like the joke is that Jarrell's going to open the door. We're all going to be like, every time I tape the podcast, <laughs> you're going to hear the creak like, and it's going to be him like, you need a sandwich? You need that? I'm like, I'm taping with Mandy. And he's like, okay, 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 I'll be back. And like, to know that that's not going to happen again.
0: It's just like, yo. It, just it never feels felt like, like I was just talking to you either. It was... Because you know that somewhere there's Jarrell loving you, you know, being his wonderful self in the background, mm-hmm.
1: and so I just—I don't say I don't know. I don't know anything other than like that. I'm just gonna take it one day at a time, honestly, and you don't just have really to know figure out.
0: You don't have to know a damn thing, Tiff. And I think as. <sighs> I think the most beautiful gift we can give each other as friends sometimes is the space to not know and to not have an answer and to literally say, I don't need anything from you. You know, like, of course I want, (laughs) I want your, you know, I, as long as somewhere in the world Tiff is a happy person and she's feeling fulfilled that, you know, whether or not I am near or the show is near. I think that's the gift as a friend that maybe even took me a long time to realize, but, um, And through the pandemic, too, you know, you have friendships that you feel have just had these like ebbs and flows to them. I guess all I'm just trying to say is it's fine. You don't have to say another word. And when you're, when you want to come, this is a space you can come to, you know, your passion and your knowledge and the gifts that you have to share in whatever form you want to share them in. Like, I don't see you ever stopping doing that. And if this is one of the platforms where you can do that, like,
1: we're all the luckier for it. I love you a lot. I love you too, Mandy. And honestly, I, you know, I don't, if you guys have listened with us from the beginning, I mean, you really, we've grown so much. We were just like two single girls when we started off, you know, and we've been here. I mean, you've seen us get married. You see Mandy have her beautiful baby. I mean, all the things you've seen her like, Crushing in corporate, you've seen me grow from like baby budgetista to where I am now. You know, then you've seen her strike out on her own. It's just, you know, it's like this living diary of like this part of our lives, you know, that I'm really grateful for, you know?
0: I know. When are so, we ever going to have time to sit down and listen to 300 hours of our lives? <laughs> I don't know if they'll ever do that, <laughs> but it's out there at least. <laughs> it's out there one day but. my son's gonna be like mama um <laughs> let's talk about
1: this. you almost didn't marry dada let's about- <laughs> yeah. but if i could like impress upon y'all any like kind of like words of wisdom one take so many pictures and video i'm not not for the sake of posting but just for the sake of for the sake of it i mean like almost like diary your life because Jarrell's mom had passed away when he was in his 20s. And that was one of the things he said, I don't have enough pictures of her and I have no video. But Jarrell, he was like a secret vlogger. Like after he passed, I went through his phone, and so many pictures and video, like of just like him talking like, today was a good day, I did the laundry. Um, although Tiffany didn't cook, that's all right. I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, but to go through and see all those things, so I created like a Google Drive and I added a, all the pictures, all the video. And then I, every person that came to see me, there's this thing you could do in Google where you can say, if this face appears in your phone, add it to the drive. And so we have thousands and thousands of pictures and videos. So at any moment in time, you know, you can hear him laughing or play or, or singing or just saying, I love you or whatever. So that, you know, that's like such a blessing. Like, I mean, it's not just like when it's birthdays, I'm just talking about, it's just a Tuesday, you know? And so like, collect that for yourself and especially the mamas out there so often you're taking pictures of the babies and you're not in it you know make sure like turn that camera around and put yourself in it as well and then two honestly get your financial house in order like Jarrell and I were about 85 percent in order and there were things we dragged our feet on like oh like for example I did not have a will and neither did he because I'm like I mean he's 41 we'll get even though I've been working with Anjali, my financial advisor, for like three years. We met with her quarterly, the both of us. And every time we met, are you guys done with that will? I had Tony, who's my attorney. Tony, every, at least twice a year, she'd be like, let's get this will done. Because you, you're like, you can't anticipate that. But, but even though Gerald didn't have a will, because we had a financial advisor and everything else, it, I knew exactly what he wanted. And as did everyone else. And so there's very little that like slipped through the cracks that the will had to cover. So that was good, but update also your beneficiaries because like maybe just a year ago, um, Anjali was going through our beneficiaries. And for example, the the one he had at his job, it didn't, he still had Alyssa's mother on there, you know, from when he started that job when he was like 22, you know? And so update your beneficiaries because there was one, there was one um, life insurance policy that he had ordered the beneficiary update form for because it was like his homework. And I saw it in his inbox and he never signed it. And so that life insurance policy is not signed to Alyssa and it ought to be. So that was kind of like, you know, thankfully, like I have grown more than enough wealth that like she will always be fine. But and that was really it. Like it was like, because we had done all of the other work You know, those small things, you know, it's not small because the life insurance policy wasn't a little bit of money, but honestly I I can make that money back really quickly. But still I thought to myself, you know, if I was still preschool teacher, Tiffany, that could be devastating, you know, the loss of that and that insurance policy. So I'm sharing this transparently because so many times we wait, like literally my dad is in his eighties and I was like, yo, his will is still from when I was six. It was until like, I put my foot all the way down. I had Tony, I didn't know this, but I one of the reasons why we didn't do a will is because I thought it was gonna take a long time and I was like, "Oh, I don't have time to dig through all my stuff. It was a 30 minute conversation with Tony. That was it. And in that conversation, she asked me all these questions and then she created the will. I was like, wait, that was it all this time? What I've been avoiding? I thought I had to collect. I thought it was like doing a will was like doing your taxes. You have to collect all of your stuff. Mm And so I had her, and then Tony said, I told her about my parents and my worry that they didn't have a will, they didn't have a healthcare directive. And she's like, I can create it. Just a general one, which just basically says, something happens to dad, it goes to mom. Something happens to mom, it goes to dad. And I said, yes, create it. Because if I had to sit down with them and have these questions, they're not gonna do it. She created it, their healthcare directive as well. I went to them, they read it over. They were like, this is good. We went to the bank the bank and had them sign it in front of the bank and the bank notarized it for them all within a couple of days and so i just because because of the work we did i get to just miss Jarrell i you know he didn't leave any debt he didn't leave any like financial responsibilities and i'm like what am i going to do behind you know, we paid off both of the houses we have, you know, including our rental property. We, like his car was paid off. There was no, the last thing on his credit card was some sneakers that he bought me, you know, but he didn't have any like real credit card. Debt. I think it was like, you know, like $80 or something like that. And so the blessing in that is I get to just miss Jarrell. And, you know, we talk about money here in kind of like this like outside way, but like it really hits home, like update your beneficiaries get a well done, you know, put put yourself in a position that you can just miss your loved one. Or if it's you, your loved one can just miss you, you know, because if there is, you know, there are things despite the grief that I'm grateful for, and that's one of them. And I want that for all of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as a mom, nothing makes you think about dying more than having a kid, like all the time. It's a horrific thought it's a horrific thought i never want that to happen but it is and i and you know i was kicking myself after having like conversations with you about not getting that kind of stuff in order before i had the baby because even those conversations only got more difficult when it was it wasn't just me and you know my husband it was imagining a world where i wouldn't be there for my son but it's very possible and like am i going to let that get in the way of preparing or creating a soft place for him to land and giving him you know exactly what he needs so I I I hear you on that too and I think for a lot of it's just like face it's it's silly that fear that we have to face the reality that you know we're all heading one place you know it's 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 a certainty just you don't know the great trick of life is you don't know when and you know it is that like estate planning and getting the be- beneficiaries in place and then it's also you know the beauty of of your message i feel like too is that financial empowerment on an individual level so that if you're the one left behind you have those resources so that you said you can you can grieve on your own time and make choices that are healthier for you how many people get up and go to work the day after something like that I, I because they have that.
1: no other choice I was like, Mandy, how th- it's made me so much more empathetic as a person. I'm like, how do you carry this grief i with you and still have to go to work? You know, it's just, I, I was thinking that, honestly, I said, because that's one of the things like Dr. Green, you know, like she let me reach the conclusion on my own. But it was like, in the beginning, I kept saying, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened. This is the worst thing. And then one day I realized, like, I was in Bali and I'd taken that time. And I thought, it's not the worst thing that could have happened because It is a terrible thing that happened, but in such a way that I am financially cared for. There is no financial burden left behind. I don't have to go back to work if I don't want to. I am surrounded by family and friends that love me and support me. Like It's not the worst thing because these things still exist. The worst thing is if everything is gone and everything isn't gone. So there is still gratefulness to be had in the grief and you know, I just kept thinking like, you know, it's not the worst thing, but it's, you know, there are, I thought about like the the, the folks in Ukraine who literally some of them, their whole family is wiped away. You know, that's not what happened to me. Or people who suffer every day from abuse. There was a woman who told me that um her husband too suffered from an aneurysm and he was in a coma. I want to say she said, it was like three months. And when I tell you, I can't even imagine because g- Jarrell went to the hospital on Tuesday and was gone by the weekend. Those few days in between were a nightmare because every day you don't know if this is the day. Literally, I would literally be putting on my clothes to go to the hospital and say, "Please, please, please, don't let this be the day, please, please, please." You know, because every day thinking is this the day that it gets ripped away from you. So I cannot imagine doing that for ninety days straight. And then he came to from the coma and did not remember her. And they've divorced, since divorced. And she is gutted because she's like, I, he's still gone. She's like, you know, there's solace in knowing that he's alive, but he's gone from me. I, I cannot even, or he, Jarrell could have lived, but then been a vegetable. For me, it's like, I don't even know, what, what. what do you do? There are caregivers, I don't know how they manage. Honestly, it just, it just... Life is just such a crazy thing. You know, you, you're you going along as, every, as if everything small matters and then something huge happens and you realize how little those things mattered. And so that's just what I'm trying to spend the rest of my time doing is really identifying what actually matters and focusing on that, you know? Because in the end, like, I feel like Jarrell cracked the code. Like if you knew him personally, he was one of the few people that lived as though they had enough. I used to be, I used to wonder, like, um, you don't wanna, why don't you start this business and why don't you do this? Da, 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 da? Mm, no. I was like, oh my God, he's not motivated. No, Jarrell's like, I have enough. Jarrell, I mean, when I looked at his bank account, I was like, so we had personal checking, personal savings, and then we had um, joint checking, joint savings. So, you know, like every every pay period I set it up from his bank account for, from or from his um, paycheck at work that it would automatically deposit like and filter where it needed to go. His personal checking and savings was almost depleted. And all you saw, because he used to write himself notes, $1,000 for such and such friends so they could do this, $200 for such and such friends so they could do that, such and such straight A's on her report card, 500 here. And I'm like, this man gave everything away because in his mind he was like i have enough like he had fifteen hundred dollars left in his savings account and i know for a fact because i heard him the sunday before he passed away one of his friends was struggling to buy a car and he was like i could put a thousand on it like you know i got you like and i'm looking like you have fifteen hundred dollars obviously we had you know he knew we had investments you know we had like i said our joint savings but when it came to the money that he he managed for himself. Drew gave everything away because he always felt like he had enough. He gave so much of himself away because he always was like it's enough. And now it just whereas I like I I can tell by how, where I give from the places where I believe that there's enough. You know, and to see him give holistically let me knew, know that he just was really living this life where he was just like I am enough, this is enough. I have more than enough to give and share really giving from a place of abundance where so much I was giving from a place and so many of us from a place of fear, you know, and like, I could just, I could, I can do this, but I don't know if I could do that. You don't know, no, know. Oh, that's just enough. Or I have to work extra, extra, extra hard because the millions that I've already accumulated, even though I don't even spend them, can't possibly be enough. And I just was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to subscribe to that anymore. The get it. So just, just to get it, you know, you know me and mandy you know we had that chat the other day about like entrepreneurship and you know like how much really is enough when it comes to making it i know that if i put my mind to it i can build a company that makes a 100 million dollars a year but at what cost everything costs especially money at what cost to grow to 100 million at what cost to my personal life my spiritual life my professional life at what cost and so only you can decide that for yourself but there's just so many lessons that i took away from living a more filled and fulfilled life you know because i look at him and i'm just like you really cracked the code babe you like you did and sometimes i wonder maybe that's why he's not here because he's like well i ace this thing called life i'll see y'all on the other side (laughs) you know whereas i'm just like wait so millions are enough
0: (laughs) Well, it's like this notion in America that six billions and billions and being incredibly wealthy and founding your own company and revolutionizing some industry that that is what the ultimate success is. And I think for, you know, it sounds like what you're saying and what I believe to be true, too, is that does that is not what makes you happy. And fundamentally... Like when you, when you go back to that, like, you know, that vision of you as a preschool teacher and who you are and it being the same as today, I think that's that's the key. Can you put yourself in any situation with any amount of money and still say that you're content and happy? That for me is the, that's the mountaintop, you know, that's what I'm going for. And it doesn't, and, and for me, it's of course, financial gain is important and building wealth because then what can you give back and what, you know, how can you do it? But I want to be in the right mindset so that when, you know, when I have those resources that I'm then able to use them in a way that aligns with my values and what I, what I feel is important, you know, so it all feels good and not like you're being pulled in any one direction that you don't want to be. Cause it's like,
1: pulled if it. you get by this like outward success, how will it meet you? Like, I want it to meet me healthy, happy, whole, because if not, then what is it that we're really saying? We see a lot of people with a lot of money and there's no joy there, you know? So it's like then they ac- accumulate more and there's even less joy and they accumulate more and then there's even less joy. So it's like, no, man, I, I want to meet a healthy, happy whole, you know? And so, yeah, I just, I don't, like I said, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm trying to give myself the space and the grace to decide without the say yes, because don't let this person be mad at you. Or so yes because you said yes last week. I'm the type, I would have said yes to you 10 years ago and be like, I I gotta say yes because 10 years ago, you know, I said I was gonna do it. It's like, yeah, no, you have, you know, certainly, you know, you try to keep your promises, but the biggest promise that you ought to be keeping is to yourself, you know? And I don't think I ever really believe that anymore, but I'm really leaning into that now. For example, like, um, y'all know I have my online school, the Literature Academy, I stepped down as CEO. Cause when I say death is so clarifying, I had like a list of things that I wanted to do that I was like, if first I gotta do this. And then like, I gotta make sure of this. And I was like, and then one day I was just like, Tiffany, I've been wanting to step down as CEO for some time, but finding a CEO and putting the the company in position and da da da, da no. I just was like, so I'm not doing this anymore. So Tam, you're up. She's worked with me since the beginning of the Academy. And certainly she's never been a CEO before. But I had my business coach, Diane, who has been coaching me for the last two years. Now he coaches her and she and I speak whenever she needs to, but we have a standing call every other week. And it's my expectation that we will see a dip in revenue this year, maybe even next year. But she'll be just fine, you know, because the truth of the matter is, you know, and I let everyone know it's either that or we shut it down because I'm not doing it anymore. You know, I love the mission of the Literature Academy and what it does, but I don't like being a CEO. I like being a teacher. It's not as sexy or as fancy or as I'm a CEO. I don't care about that. So it's either this or Ain't No Literature Academy. They're like, we'll do this. I'm like, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> and that company is very successful. As y'all know, we made eight figures in 2020 with 10 million, hit our first 10 million. And I was like, okay, and I will walk away from it. And um, I just want to do the budgetista. I just want to be a teacher. You know, I just wanna, that's it. And so it was also hard too because of budgetista, you know, I'm someone where I wanted to hire as many black women um as possible. And so I did. <laughs> we had a team of like 20 something women and they were getting good money, you know. I would say, you know, maybe one fourth, six figures and above. But as a result of doing that, and they were like, you know, awesome. It forced me to work at a certain level that I didn't get as many breaks as like like I needed to like you know, I took Fridays off and Wednesday's light, but I'm talking about like really not having days where or even weeks or even months where I didn't have to work. Like I had to work to support the people that I had hired, who were awesome. And it was hard, but I had to let some of them go, not because of any fault of their own for the most part um, but because it was like who who do you get to choose, Tiffany? You work yourself to the bone so everyone else can eat, or you get to decide you've done enough. That's been like the buzzword for me. It's enough, Tiffany. You don't owe someone your whole life. And the thing is so crazy. They don't, they never asked for that. My team wasn't like, girl, hit the track so we could eat. When they found out that I wasn't taking a salary from the, um, from the budgetista so everyone else could get a bigger one, they were like, why? I over sacrifice. And I was like, enough, Tiffany. No one is asking you to continue to over sacrifice. So we went from like twenty people down to three, and I'm one of the three. It's myself, my admin, um, Rose, and and Logan, my content person. That's it. And when I tell you, it's been so awesome that like, I would say of the seven days out of the week, maybe I work two days. This is my only thing today. This is it. I'm taping the podcast. That's literally it. I went to the post office earlier to just mail something off to a friend of mine, but this is my, and tomorrow I think I have a call in the morning. And like, it's been, it's so crazy because when I finally realized I don't have to, I thought to myself, well, without all these people, we're going to make less money as long as we make enough to just cover Rose's um, salary and Logan's salary. But that wasn't true. I came back from my hiatus to almost a million dollars worth of business. I'm talking about spokesperson work contracts, speaking engagement contracts, brand ambassador contracts, $850,000. And I was like, and I'm being candid about this because I want you to see the, the like what happens when you align yourself. Cause I had told myself the story that if I slow down, it means business also slows down and fails. And that's not true. Life was like, yeah, actually, no, you're actually doing way less work and surprise, here's almost a million dollars for you when you come back. And I was like, wait, what you know so it just is like so many times you know you you tell yourself a thing and you believe it's true and then you lock yourself in the prison of that thought and you know what i'm learning is that like i can step away and business continues i have done the work necessary and required to do so i can put someone else in place and business continues i can take a break and business continues you know like so it's just like all these lessons that I'm like learning from myself and it just you know like that one in particular is like I had told myself all that time like wait I I can really be gone gone remember I took those like you know like that four weeks off or whatever or that month off you know and even that I had not really learned the lesson now I'm really like no you can be gone and you can never come back to that capacity and still be more than fine and so my One of my mentees, Issy, she asked me, she said, do you think you, couldn't have got, you could have gotten here without the work that you did prior? And the truth is, no. I'm not gonna pretend as if you could start off at two days a week. That's just not how it looks. That there's a lot of planting and deposits you have to make. And it's only because I've reached the level of mastery in what I do that I'm able to now pick from the garden that I've grown. I'll never not pick because of so many seeds that I planted. So yes, you might be in your sowing season and it is a little hectic and crazy and a little overwhelming. But the key, and this is, Mandy and I chatted about this before, is that my garden has been overflowing for a few years now and I was still sowing seeds as if I had just started. I had seen my goal and I ran past it and just kept running. I didn't even know how to stop. I'm like, wait, so the goal was like two years ago. We hit it. Okay, you want to pay off your parents' house, done. Student loan debt, done. Debt-free, done. No mortgage, done. All the things, done, done, done. Why are you still running so fast? And so like, I'm finally, finally, finally slowing down, you know, and like, I hate that I had to take the loss of Jarrell's life to teach me how to live, but sometimes that's how, that's how it goes, but yeah. All right,
0: well, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of Brown Ambition. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, BA fam, we're back. While you were talking, I kept envisioning the peonies in my garden that the previous owners of this house planted. And I get to every – and I'm waiting. I see they're sprouting up right now, and it's mid-May. Around mid-May every year they bloom, and I just get to enjoy it. And I hate it because it's so quick. You know, they're there, and then they last for a couple of weeks, and then they're gone. But that whole analogy around sowing and and planting and, like, looking – but actually getting to sit down and look at it and appreciate what you built. Hell no, you are not an overnight success, and you're just, you know, able to do this. I don't think anyone who's listened to the show, you know – Could could ever kid themselves that you haven't you know worked incredibly hard to get to where you are now, and I think the message there is like, if you're in your, I like to say, season of sewing, keep sewing, keep going, so that when something, you know, whatever the whatever the need is, whatever the emergency is, whatever the unknown is, that you have something that you have that foundation to lean on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm incredibly just like proud of you, and also. As much sitting back with wide eyes, just wanting to see how you blossom and grow from this, because I know it's going to be extraordinary as it already has been. I mean, you haven't become, you are backish now. Do you want to talk about your, how you approached your new, um, can we call it a business venture? Your new Patreon membership community? Yeah. Did I tell you numbers now?
1: It's so crazy.
0: (laughs) I want to hear about it. tell Brown Ambition, like what is the community- What was your thought behind it? And yeah, what's going on?
1: So I said, like, I was talking to Mandy and I was just like, you know, figuring out like what, what, like when I was in Bali, what did I miss? And I missed going live. I missed teaching basically. And one of the ways that I used to teach like a lot is I, you know, if you follow me on social media, I would go live, especially on Instagram. And I missed it so much so that even when I was in Bali supposed to like, I had taken a social media, everything hiatus. There were times when I was tempted to download Instagram just to go live because I would have learned a lesson that day while I was at the waterfall. I learned a lesson while I was like, you know, hiking or whatever. And I wanted to share it and I realized, okay, Tiffany, you really love teaching, but honestly, I dislike social media for myself now. I used to really enjoy it, but it got to a place where it's like <sighs> I did it, social media is like, you know, you're like in this movie and you're ready to sit down and people are running past you and you feel like, well, I guess I should run too. Even though you're tired, you want to sit down. And so uh, social media kept showing me that like, get up, keep going, get up, keep going. And it was really, it was hard for me to say, you don't need to run. I don't know what stage those folks are in their race. Let them run. But it was hard because it was a daily reminder of, girl, you ain't doing enough. Maybe you're getting lazy. Oh, you're losing your touch. And so I was like, so I've been pulling myself back from social but I'm like well then how do I reach my folks and teach like I like to without being on social so um, I thought about it like Logan and I like I said there's only three people left on the team I was t- telling Logan I said you know here's a list of like the 20 things that the budget needs does and how it makes money um I'm not doing all that spokesperson working and brand ambassador work which is kind of like one and the same that I'll keep speaking engagements I like speaking and then I want to do something where I get to like teach live. Those are the three things I'm committed that I like doing. What do you want to do? That's what I told her. She was like, "Mm, well, I like these three things. I said, all right, as long as you make your salary, I don't, you know, like that's on you. And she was like, okay. So we took our two or three things off the table. And so the live thing, I said, you know, I'm going to create a Patreon. I had thought about it last year about doing digital mentoring because I've got like 10 like mentees that I speak to on a regular basis, but I really can't add on. Like, you know, as many people that ask me. And I thought, well, what if I can, instead of going live on Instagram, I can go live here on Patreon. Because what I love about Patreon is that once I'm done, it's just us. It's not the whole world. Like Patreon, you get to live in your own bubble on your Patreon page. And I said, what if I do that? And so I I went live on kind of like where it was like my backish live, maybe like two weeks ago on Instagram and like all my social platforms just to kind of give people an update like I shared with y'all. And I told folks, like, you know, my Patreon's open. Um, the purpose of it is digital mentoring. It's less budget Nista, more Tiffany Aliche. Meaning, like, we already have my Literature Academy, you already have my social. I'm not gonna teach you how to raise your credit score over there. We're not budgeting over there. We're not, it's not about debt. It's about personal and professional development and for business and um, business and entrepreneurship. That's it. Personal, professional development, business entrepreneurship. That is my Patreon is about like. How do you go from here to here as a person, but also as a business while you're growing your business? So it's specifically for that type of woman, especially black women, right? Although I don't turn anyone away, but like, just know I'm going to say sis. And if you are um, a sis, white man, as long as you don't mind that, hey sis, you can get it too, (laughs) you know? And so I said, I'm going to launch it. And my goal in my head was a thousand people by the end of the year. I was like, I think I could do yeah. it. I think I could when do it. When you told me that, I was like <laughs> <laughs> Do you know within 24 hours, 1,000 people signed up?
0: Yes, I, I know was that. like, wait, Does? what?
1: So, Sorry, so, so annoying how you don't realize. I <laughs> so. You are. And so right now we're at like 1,200. It's like like 1,193. So about 1,200 people have signed up. And it's been great. We did like a, so the, the, the thing is, so I've set clear boundaries that I am going to promise one live lesson a month, you know, like you'll be able to watch it live and like participate, like I tell you ahead of time when I'm gonna go and you know, you can watch the replay, it's posted forever. And like I will, I will share regularly like um, resources and tools and what, what it, the things that I'm using or have used for success, whether it's getting, you know, writing a New York Times bestseller, launching a successful podcast, like hiring, firing in business you know how to hit your quotas all these types of things that i've learned in business being 14 years in business and so yeah it's and i because i see a lot of people i'm not here to like shame anyone with their high ticket item but for me i feel like one of the roles that i play in the marketplace is to give an accessible amount you know so minus just 10 bucks a month on purpose because um although i don't need a reason to quantify but i like to, for people to understand like you know, like why at that price point? It's like, one, I want it to be accessible to many people as possible. Two, y'all not gonna stress me out. For 10 bucks a month, I'm like, don't, I'm not answering every question individually. No, I'm not jumping on the call. Like, you know, like I'm like, uh-uh, you know, like if you, if you mad, certainly you can withdraw your $10. We, we are right here, sis. And, you know, so even though I say one a month, one live a month, the truth is I do more than that. But I, I wanted to to give like, this is what's guaranteed. And I'm really enjoying myself over there. Um, The, the audience has been like, you know, my mentees over there have been awesome. Actually, our next by the time this comes out, you'll you'll have missed it, but our next live is actually on Tuesday because it's Monday we're taping, is we're doing a business and an entrepreneur Q&A. And so I'm taking questions right now from my mentees, putting them in a spreadsheet, seeing like, because some questions kind of overlap. And for like an hour and a half, I will answer as many questions as possible, both live and the ones pre-given. And so that's our next mentor live session. So I'm excited about it because some of the questions, I'm like, oh, this is a really good one. And they're gonna be shocked by the answer. How how like what a great tool or resource that I can share, and so I mean I'm sharing everything from like my contracts to my book proposal, like the one that got me nine nine uh, big publishers wanting to sign me, and that got me my multi six figure um, uh, book proposal deal. So like yeah, it's just a place where I get to share all of my knowledge, and so yeah, and so I can't believe my sister said only you within 24 hours will launch a six figure business because you figure a thousand people times $10 is 10,000 bucks a month. And that's what 120 a year, although Patreon takes like a percentage, but do you see it's crazy because I thought to myself, wow, look at the seeds planted that I can share this thing and then have a thousand people sign up within 24 hours and, you know, make $10,000 a month from the rip. But that is the because I, first, I used to tell Dr. Green, like, oh, I, I wish maybe I had done things differently. She said, no, you don't get to judge past Tiffany. Past Tiffany is the reason why you don't have to work right now. Past Tiffany is the reason why you don't have to worry about financially. She did what she had to do. And you're here as a result. And I'm like, true. Past Tiffany has create chill Tiffany. And so, um, but yeah, if you're interested, you can, it's just called mymentortiffany.com. And yeah, and you can join us over there. It's, it's good, fun times.
0: Yeah, it's you and Issa Rae for me. You're my two Patreon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the level of
0: adoration. It's you, Anissa, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations. And I mean, it's also as painful as that big business. De- I don't want to like discount the business decision that you had to make and the personal decision you had to make to let go of 17 budget Nista or literature, you know, Unicorns staff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and, and I think for anyone listening, like that is the, that is what happens when you, sometimes put yourself first. I mean, those difficult decisions, you know, I coach a lot of women now on how to leave work environments, how to quit and move on to a a better situation for themselves and the agony and the time and the stress and the anxiety over inconveniencing other people or doing something that is, you know, that you can perceive to be for you and not for someone else, even though I think, You know, you also gave those women an incredible opportunity to work for a black female CEO, and to watch from the inside a business like that go grow and thrive. I can't even say I got to experience that through my career. I never got to work for a black female CEO and how many of us don't right. So all that that takes nothing away from the job experience you gave them the opportunities to advance the safe community the unicorn squad like those connections that they've made and I think when we look at it that way and I mean I encourage anyone to look at it that way it is it's all positive and even if it had to end at this moment in time it does it takes nothing away from the value you know that you starting your business from scratch gave to them. And also the message that now you can move forward with clarity and do this new community in the way that you want to and feel good about it without having to keep something else running because you feel some sort of loyalty or, like you said, like obligation to that. You can be free and lighter and be light and chill. Chill, Tiffany. I I (laughs) like chill, Tiffany. I know. I like her It feels like like I get to know you all over again in a way. But isn't that what life is? I feel like... It, ch- we change. We do. It's impossible for you to not change after going through what you've been through. Wow. All right. My mentor, Tiffany. So don't email her anymore.
1: <laughs> to get your $10 ready. Yeah, mymentortiffany.com. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. join us all over there. We have, honestly, I'm really, that is a happy place for me. I'm just like, I love it there. I'm there all the time. You know, yeah. just like, you know, like I said, I don't be answering every question, but I read them. And I'm like, I'll answer them on the live. Yeah. So it's you, Rose and
0: Logan. Dang.
1: I know. It's awesome though. Cause we don't do, I hate meetings, but I'm not going to lie. I hate meetings. We don't do, um, yeah. meetings. Like I'm like, I told Logan, if you put myself on, on my account, cal- on your, in my calendar, I better see a PowerPoint.
0: Yeah, It
1: better be that you have <laughs> like some big There's business to discuss. To see.
0: Yes. There it's funny how you coming. Well, I know back lowercase B back ish, um, to Brown ambition understood message received, but, um, when, you know, we used to have like a monthly meeting with our network that was always like, I never really find the right time for it. Never really seemed to be, to be that important, but it was always on the calendar. And when you were coming back and it was like, okay, let's look at the time for this meeting and having you, I'm like, is this worth Tiffany's? Is it, if it's not worth Tiffany's time, let's not do it. You know what I mean? Like, and I just knew this does not have to be a meeting. It has to be an email. Yes. It's fine. Yes. but it, I needed you to sort of like to think of other than myself because if I was honest it wasn't worth anyone's time really yes. to have so many meeting. things can
1: be a, a, a message yeah. or a quick call or because I'm like Logan I can be a target right now why you put this on a calendar because now I'm sitting in front of my computer like girl like cause you know because most of the times it's like because I have one people who I hire I actually like them you know, and so like Logan and I will chit chat and I could be a target like, oh, girl, did you know they have these new jeans? Let me see. Send me a picture. So like I was saying about today's post, you know, like I rather I when I say I hate meetings, I hate formal meetings. But no, informally, quick phone call. We talk. I check up on you. How's your mom? How's your th- You know, I love that. I love connecting. And so I just realized so we don't do that. The only standing meeting I really have is um Tamra because I want to make sure that she has the support she needs and um, my finance person, I meet with her um, once a month just to go over the monthly um, P&L statement and how things are going. But the truth is, like I do quick, like I called um, um, my my finance person this morning, George A, and I said, hey, for Patreon, you know, the money is in there. Should we should we have it connected to PayPal or Stripe? I said, can you do a financial analysis to see where we get the most because you each of them takes their own kind of fees and where you know and she was like, okay, that was a five minute call versus let me cause before it was let me get on Tiffany's calendar. To do that, no. You know, like text me real quick, it might be just a quick yes, no, maybe. And so like I love the fact that we don't I don't have standing meetings with Rose or Logan because also one of the lessons that I learned in business is that if I have to run behind you, then I already know you're not right for that position. Meaning like, you know, if I have to, Oh, let me check. Like, I don't, when I tell you how little I'm in my inbox now, and I realize that I was in my inbox a lot before because the admins I had before, although they were great folks, they just weren't the right person for that job. So I always have to like double check to make sure nothing slipped through with Rose. I don't I know that if it's important and she doesn't know what to do, she'll let me know. you know, and she's awesome at what she does. I mean, like everything from sending flowers to my mom for Mother's Day to I had her negotiate our first contract, like um, a speaking engagement that didn't want to pay me my full amount. And I knew if I got on the call that I would close the deal. Because, you know, I get on the call, they're like, oh my God, I love you, you, but I'm like, give me my money. And they're like, okay. But I said, Rose, you don't negotiate. She was like, me? I was like, she said, but what if I don't get it? I said, so? So? I said, one, we made our quota for the year already. I had a number in mind that I wanted to make that everybody got paid well, including me for once. And I said, we already made that number. So worst case scenario, they say kick rocks. And then... They kick rock, so we keep it moving. So I told her exactly what to say. I told her what they were likely to say and the motivation behind it. And she said everything. And, and they went from asking us to give them a discount to saying, we found the money. We can't wait to work with you. She was so excited, but now she's empowered. I'm like, girl, because I'm not trying to get on another damn meeting if I don't have to. Like, let Rose do it. <laughs> and so, like, girl, like, because I'm like, yo, I want to tell you, I'll be walking three hours a day and listen to my Audible. I'm like, that's my day. Like, today after this, I'm like, mm, if it wasn't raining outside, that's what I'll do next. Maybe I'll do laundry today. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I'll, like, like go hang up my sister because the kids should be back from school soon. And maybe I'll go play with the crazies. Like, that's my niece and my nephew. <laughs> that's what I call them. And so, like, it just... This is how I want life to go. One, where it's just like, you know, maybe I'll call one of my mentees and pour into them. And so like, yeah, I just, I'm excited about this this shift. But yeah, this is like, you know, but it, it does feel good to be back here. Like I, I'm like eager to see like what it all... Shakes out to be especially now that we're webby award winners you see us did we even (laughs) say that i was like yo
0: yeah well yes on social but not officially yes not here thank (laughs) (laughs) y'all newsflash yes i know yes Yes, two Two webbies. that see and also listen brown ambition is a garden that we sowed seven years ago for me it's brown ambition has sown like we sowed those seeds so many years ago 7 years now we've been doing That's a long time we're like geriatric podcasters almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> I had a very frustrating phone call my first frustrating phone call with a coaching client I've coached 200 women since last July Don't It's been a phenomenal maybe. this journey and um and I and I have yet, I had yet to have an interaction with one where it was like just not the right fit you know what I mean and this particular one you know someone who was starting a podcast and And I was and had asked me for feedback and I went and I was giving it and um, the resistance to the notion of organic audience growth and that it takes time and it takes consistency and showing up. And there's no I had no secret tricks. If you want my advice on how to build a podcast, I got I got no secret tricks in terms of, oh, pay this exact amount in ads or, you know, do this amount of promotion. There's no tricks. We Tiff and I have shown up you know, for the most part, every week for seven years and created content that people enjoyed and kept doing it and kept doing it. And I think what is great about the whole award situation is it's nice. Let's not kid around. Like it's nice to get recognized in about damn time. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Plutus awards, where the hell y'all at? We keep getting nominated and never win. <laughs> But anyway, like there's there's and, I, and it feels it feels nice and gratifying to have that recognition. But Tiff and I, we haven't done the show for that. It was always, you know, to make ourselves and our audience feel good. And I think that that's why we continue showing up. If you're showing up for the awards and for the numbers and for the sponsorships and things like that, what an empty, unfulfilling way to approach it. Anyway, and I think that it was good to have that kind of awkward interaction because it reinforced for me why there's not going to be another, brown. I ain't got to worry. You know, there's not another Brown ambition because we get it, I think, at the end of the day, why we're here and what we're doing it for and take away the awards and we're still showing up, right? Um so thank y'all. Thank you so much for voting. Thank you, Dreamcatchers. Thank yes. you, VA fam. Yes. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> um, thank you, Amber on our social team at VA for promoting it. Um. Yeah, it feels damn good. Do we get a trophy or something? I don't actually know what happens
1: now. Yeah, we have to ask because we got not just like the, the people's choice, but the judges too, which is like, oh, we went on both. Cause you know, just like for full clarity, that that was amazing that it was like, oh, wow, y'all voted and we won. But also the judges, we got an award from the judges, which is like so, you know, it, it's not often that you can win on both sides of the aisle, which is like the people love you. But then, like, you know, the powers that be. So it's like we we out here. <laughs> we out
0: here. We've been out here. <laughs> and even through and y'all have stayed so loyal and, you know, the show has grown This past year, and I think for, there was a time, you know, when Tiffany, after Jarrell had passed, where even I had no idea what the future of Brown Ambition was, and I had made my peace with it. I'm like, okay, you know, this was an amazing journey. It's me and Tiffany or bust, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what it would be like doing it or trying to do it solo. And it, y'all have shown up, like, and continue to show up. And, you know, I think that's a beautiful testament to that um you know the like the relationships that we've built with our audience and you guys
1: it's just like you've grown you know from like this corporate badass to like this entrepreneur like you know you're soaring and now you're like this like go-to influencer so it's like you got a chance to like flex your chops you know i don't even know if that's a word but you know like hone your chops flex yourself. either way you know what I mean I'm so my dad's daughter he always mixes up uh, metaphors and like symbols. I'm like flex your chops I'm sure that's not the word but you know what I mean you really got a chance like I love to see how you have stepped in to this space and are like shining shining and it's just like you know in only one year that's incredible I mean I know you look at it like wow I'm like, girl, do you have any idea what I was doing year One, <laughs> I know, I know,
0: I know. We talk. I'm like, yes, I get it. It's fine. I know. It's yeah. I'm gonna do a lot more reflecting, and coming up on my one year anniversary in one month of establishing my LLC, and I, it's hard to wrap my head around it too, but. I got to get some reflection and gratitude affirmations in my head real quick because the anxiety started... The anxiety and doubt dog, my my ugly doubt dog that kind of like sits on my desk and yaps at me every once in a while has been coming back. And I, I, it's more of that mindset work that I'm trying to do now and just like appreciate what you have done. Of course, I wasn't replacing my corporate salary in a year,
1: you know. Yes. But I've done,
0: I've done okay. I've done okay. She's done I'm excellent. On my,
1: y'all. First of all, Mandy is being... Um, She's being humble because first of all, her corporate salary wasn't, she was making surgeon money. Okay. I'm not trying to put her business out here, but it's not (laughs) like she had a regular corporate salary. So of course she's not replacing that old big old paycheck in one year. And then on top of that, she's done really well. Like, First year, I made fifteen thousand gross. Take home five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I was living off of French fries, and meanwhile, I was a whole thirty-one. Okay, wasn't like well, that's because you were nineteen. No, I was a grown lady. And um, and so year two, I think I made thirty-five thousand. Year three, fifty. Then year four, I think I made like seventy-five. Then one fifty, and then it, you know. Like success is, is, is cumulative. It layers on top of each other. And so you have put in the work. And so you are like, yeah, you are doing literally 10 times better than I was when I first started. And, and so I'm just really proud of you because it's only going to, to grow because, and this is not just for Mandy, but for everyone. Like you don't have to work on being more yourself. Like Mandy is a hard worker and smart. That part is the easy part. It's like, you ain't got to work on that, girl. We get it. You're smart. You're hard. Like at any moment in time, if you, you know, let's just say you had a a week, month or whatever, you know, you could do the uh, you know, financial editing on the side and make the coin you need to make sure that the family's fine. So that part is secured. It's really the other part that you said about the anxiety, the, am I good enough? Am I that? If you master that part of you, Mandy, oh my gosh, you will be unstoppable. So many of us work on the parts of ourselves that are already developed and then we're like, you know, we're like a baby in this other part. But it's like, really, success is self mastery. Self mastery. Do you know how to have the hard conversations? Have you stopped people pleasing? Have you looked in the mirror and said, Hey, I'm, I am good enough. Have you, are, do you take your mistakes personally and you, have you learned how to stop doing it? That's self mastery. If you can do that, then it opens the door and unlocks everything else. Like I, so much of like, I could have been much, more successful in business if I worked on like, you know, not needing the approval of others because it it forced me, needing the approval had me hire people who, you know, weren't always the nicest because I was like, well, I don't want her to be mad at me. Oh my God, girl. If I could have been like, actually you can go, I could have grown faster. You know, if I had self-mastery and you know like um being more assertive you know i could have gotten more money from from brands that i know were trying to just play me but do you see when you master that that other stuff becomes easy and so like yeah i tell that to my mentees all the time i'm like cuz they're always wanting like tri- tricks and tips about marketing and and you know like scaling and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to show you that stuff, but it's not going to be as effective until you master these internal struggles within you because then it's gasoline on the fire of those external things. Because most people don't work on those internal things. You do that, you know, sky is the mother at the limit. <laughs> uh- I get that. And for me, it's a daily, there's days when I got it.
0: And there's days when I don't. And I think I'm making peace with the days that I don't and realizing as someone who deals with like clinical depression, especially after having my son, you I I made peace with like, there are going I'm I'm, there's going to be lulls like there's going to be times when the but then what are your support systems and what are your, you know, what are your what levers can you pull to get yourself through it because there's happiness and there's you're going to get back to that place of strength you know on the other side of it and going with those flows has really really helped me as an entrepreneur i didn't realize how i had set myself up for success in that way already working on so much mindfulness around anxiety and depression um in the you know in 2020 after having my son and dealing with that because as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. It's like, at the end of the day, I wasn't going to be able to control my child and fix him as I was trying to do through my anxiety. And as a business owner, I've had to make peace with, you know, there may be things that fall through, it may not work out how how I always envisioned it, I may, you know, screw up something or could it on this better or whatever. But Okay, that's the thing that's happened, and you've got to move through it and learn from it and do better the next time and don't put so much damn pressure to have everything perfect. And like you said, sometimes I'm a lot easier about easier on myself about my mistakes than even other people. And I'm like, damn, you almost be hard on yourselves. Like I just made a mistake. It's not that big of a deal. You know, we all make mistakes, but you're right. It's that mindset, ma- it's a mindset mastery. And whose other who are the other voices and influence I'm going to allow into my little protective, into my little bubble, and what voices are there? I'm so glad that your voice is back in the mix. I have to say yes, that. Me um, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome uh, back-ish.
1: <laughs> yes. If you guys, I mean, honestly, hopefully this is, this is not just for y'all. Like, if you're like, if you have not invited somebody to listen to Vion Ambition, I think this is a really great episode for them to hop on in because I feel like there's going to be a message for so many people here um, about what it looks like to master yourself but also to to like to find enough and being okay with that so we welcome you to welcome your bestie work work mom even your work dad he can listen too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, welcome well, we them all. couldn't
0: we couldn't have taped this show 7 years ago we weren't here you know what i mean like are, we've grown and, and matured in such like extraordinary ways. The show is never the same. And for those of you, I, I hear them all the time on on like DMing me. I just started listening. I'm starting at the beginning. I'm like, you about to go on a journey. <laughs> a journey. <laughs> so you think you're talking to 2015, Mandy. No, yeah, <laughs> like, I catch know. up.
1: <laughs> yeah, 2022, so Mandy's a whole much. different animal. Yes. Oh my gosh. What Ugh. a privilege.
0: What a freaking privilege. And this also feels like a reset for what does even Brown Ambition mean? It's not just accumulating wealth for the sake of it. It's really not. I still love our show title because it gives room for that but yeah, if I could if I could define brown ambition today versus what I thought of it seven years ago, it is the understanding that you can it's there's nothing wrong with wanting more and wanting um, to achieve things, you know, if they matter to you. but it's also about understanding that as especially black and brown, people and our listeners are largely black women, we have to take care of ourselves along the way so that they don't, you know, that ambition actually leads to happiness and not just more misery. We deal with enough of that shit. (laughs) Waking up, you know, every day. And that's a beautiful thing that I think that I'm proud to be a part of.
1: Brown ambition means to me it's like seeking health, happiness and wholeness and peace in this brown skin. So whatever that looks like for you. And so, like, the ambition part is really, like, you know, working toward that, you know, the a holistic version of yourself. That does include money and finances, because, you know, we're, we live here in the real world, you know, but it, does, it doesn't exclude the other parts, because they're just equally as important. So Absolutely. <sighs> well, we did it. We did it, Joe. Well, no, we didn't do Brown Break, Brown Boost. I think yeah. they'll forgive us for a long show for this back show.
0: Oh, please. They're gonna, this is going to be 100% people watch i mean listen the entire show through yeah i need to like dust off my brown bro- brown <laughs> boost brown break muscle i don't know what that <laughs> even is anymore i know i like <laughs> i forgot <laughs> we'll the song right
1: we used to have like a song
0: but we'll, we don't we'll think we don't figure it out yeah we gonna figure so. it out all right we'll be right back with brown
1: boost brown break hey hey ba fam if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay. It's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash brown ambition terms and conditions apply you need to hire you need indeed
0: all right ba fam we're back we're black we're brown
1: yes well since it was a pretty long show i'm just going to do just a real quick brown boost to um asking for help you know um sometimes it's really hard especially for us brown folks to allow people to look after themselves when i When I went to Bali, I thought to myself, I'm here to learn how to take better care of myself, self-care, you know, self, 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 self self-care. You know, that's that word, self, self. But what I realized, because the Balinese are known for their kindness that is non-transactional. It's not unexpected, you know, they don't, tipping is not this huge thing. And people are literally not just kind to you as a tourist, but kind to each other. And I thought to myself, it like, it took me almost a whole trip to realize, oh, one of the lessons I'm here to learn is not how to take care of myself, but how to allow others to take care of me. Because, like, like, literally, like, I had a, like a, a woman would come every every other day, and she would take my laundry, and I, or they would come and clean because I'd rented a villa. And so I found myself cleaning. And she was like, after like the fourth time, she was like, "Stop." I'm like, "No," but I feel bad because I don't want you She's like, "No, this is Tiffany. You are a blessing." For two years, we've had no tourists. They've been they, they were shut down during the pandemic. For two years, we've had no tourists. The fact that you're here and I can clean the villa is a blessing to me and my family. Like you're doing me a disservice by cleaning because if you do that, then the villa owner's gonna be like, well, we don't need you. So I learned for me to be like Tiffany, like allowing people to take care of you is one of the best gifts that not only can you give yourself, but to give to other people. I didn't realize that, My friends who wanted to lean in and and help me through this time, blocking them wasn't, I wasn't shielding them from anything. I was actually making life harder for them as well. And so like asking for help and allowing people to help you, that is my brown boost that you are deserving of allowing people to lean in and to look after you. And so don't, don't be afraid to ask for help.
0: So does that mean you'd like to order another dozen chocolate chip cookies because oh my God please not bringing don't. them.
1: Yo, Mandy's chocolate chip <laughs> cookies, said. I'm not even going to lie. They were so, me and Alyssa, she's like, Mandy, Mandy bought chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> like we have been dogging those daggone cookies. They are just amazing. And I'm like, Mandy, no more. Okay, a little bit more. I'll put you down for another <laughs> order. <laughs> it's been
0: a while. Okay, I only round twice.
1: twice.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a, a, a boost. I would love to boost Mandy Moneymakers. I just opened applications for my third cohort. I can't believe in January, this was an idea that didn't even really exist. And now I am about to um, welcome my third cohort of Mandy Moneymakers. So if you want to join the June cohort, you can go to mandymoney.com and apply. You know, when I approached Mandy Moneymakers, I thought, Let's make this small. I didn't want to create a business where I felt like I couldn't really connect to people. So as I'm figuring things out, at least in my first year, I was like, I want to do small group coaching sessions, and I want there to be magic in the air. I want people to come, women to come, and to feel like they are learning every day from me, but also from one another. And it's just been this largely incredible journey. Um, so my second cohort is about to graduate, my my second little cohort of many money makers. And I'm ready. I decided I'm gonna start in June. So dot to apply. And I mean apply. Write words in your application. Sorry, what? How many people are you taking on? What's the max? <sighs> I'm maxing it out at 40. So my first cohort was about twenty-five. Second one is about twenty. And I wanted them to stay small. Um, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment going a little bit bigger. This time and just see how that feels. This is all an experiment and I'm just kind of opening myself up to, okay, let's see how this feels. Anything over 50 starts to feel I just don't know if we would ever have the personal connections that we're having with one another. And then each time Mandy moneymakers graduate from the program you get inducted into or you get the option to continue in the alumni community. And I have ongoing events. We just had Janice Torres Rodriguez from Yo de Dinero was our first guest speaker at our alumni event. And oh God, I fucking love her. Um, she's amazing. <laughs> and she talked a lot about mindset too. Cause you think that she started that brand overnight and she's a success, no. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. Yeah, so I'm really proud of that. I can't believe it's my third cohort.
1: Go ahead, Mandy, look, look at that. Yeah. See, I'm they still tried to like- bury you but they didn't know you was a seed. <laughs> Ooh, not good, let's
0: not talk about they.
1: God, no. um,
0: yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and June's also going to be my one year anniversary mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, gonna I'm going good. to freaking acknowledge it. I'm going to freaking
1: acknowledge it because yes. you deserve. Like, I'm really proud of you.
0: And we never got to say congratulations to you either on your amazing. Like, I we all know you're a New York Times bestselling author, but um, right before you took your hiatus, you were about to cross over the hundred
1: thousand books sold yes. mark. Right? No, no, even no before. I don't even know why Penguin said that. I think they were talking about hardcover, but in books total, I was already over a hundred meaning like eBooks as well as, um, as well as, uh, um, Kindle and, and audio. Cause so now I want to say we're at 141,000 books sold. And just for context, like Twenty five thousand, they consider good. Fifty, they consider great. hundred thousand, they consider. I'm talking about in a lifetime, and so to have done that's that within unicorn. the first year.
0: No, twenty five. T- I've heard ten is what you can hope. Ten thousand is what a really good debut, and I've heard that from someone who works on nonfiction okay. you mean books. Within like the first that?
1: year, or you mean within the first week? In the
0: first year, like ten k, ten k. That's oh, like know that. that's like here's what you can expect. Ten k is good. Like, that's a reasonable goal to make. So you're like (laughs) 15x. Everyone probably has their own, you know, their own subjective opinions about what's a good debut and what's not. But we can all objectively agree. That's phenomenal.
1: And then they told me that, like, um, one thing I did learn is that, like, in 2021, Geek With Money was the number one selling new personal finance book of the year. Like I was like for Penguin, they're like, no, for all personal finance books that were categorized as such that year that launched in 2020, um, 2021, you sold more than any of them. I'm like, but like some of these big names came out there. Like, I know just, so that just, that's just incredible. You know, like just letting that like settle for me because sometimes you like like to the next, I don't, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm just like or how I used to call myself baby millionaire, remember I used to say that? And I'm like, oh, Tiffany, stop with the bullshit. You're a fucking millionaire, it's fine. It's happened. I just didn't want to acknowledge, I felt like awkward about bad, and I felt bad. And it's like, no, it's okay to acknowledge the good work you've put in. And this book is like, yeah, I, I'm i really proud of it. Yes, for the numbers that it's hit, but what I really, really, really am proud of, how many people come up to me and said, this was really helpful. Like I was at like, um, I was someone out last night and This guy came up to me. He said, I got my girlfriend your book for her birthday. And he showed me a picture of how he put it like in a basket with like a bottle of wine and so she could have like a Zen night. And he was like, because I got it for myself at first and it was so helpful. So many men, that's what shocked me too about it. Like I'm like, really? Because, you know, it wasn't, it's not anti-man, not at all. But in the book, you know, my audience is largely women. So I say sis and girl, get that dress from Target. Like I say that. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just... Amazing. I'm mean, gonna look at us growing, growing. Continued success. <laughs> you're paving the way, dude.
0: I mean, you're p- literally, and more women of color will get book deals because of the success of that book. So, uh, th- I mean, if you need someone to remind you how fucking amazing it is, just talk to me.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. Because I
0: know for a fact, the the proposed, like, the the success of future Black female authors who want to write personal finance books, your book is going to be in every single proposal as someone, oh, as an example then, of, because wow. that's part of the proposal is where you have to talk about the market and who You're else right. is out there. The success of your book is going to make publishers less afraid to work with women of color and put them on the title, put them on the cover. You know what I mean? That's incredible. Well, let me know if you have a copy
1: of my proposal, girl. You got to be, my, well, you a mentee anyway, so we're going to post it, but I'm a, <laughs> I'll give you a copy.
0: All right, Tiff. Well, that is the show, you guys. Thank you so much for... Listening, as Tiff said, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend.
1: Yes. Take a screenshot,
0: tag us in this post. Tell us how excited you are to see Tiffany back. And of course, all positive love and thoughts to Tiffany. Don't or I guess if you can't, you know, reach out to Tiffany on IG anymore. Say hi, Logan. Um, <laughs> no, I a little concept. bit,
1: but like, yes, <laughs> okay. it is largely Logan, but yeah, I I am there every once in a while. Once a week, I poke my head in and like, or she'll send me a mm-hmm. screenshot if you guys send me something nice. Like, you know, she's like, look, isn't this sweet? I'm like, yeah, it is. Tell them I said hi. <laughs> and what's the website again for the Patreon? It's mymentortiffany.com.
0: Mymentortiffany.com. All right. Beautiful.